Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We're talking about some stories maybe we tell ourselves and how maybe that changes through the years, right? How we look at things when we're 30 from a financial standpoint, certainly not the same how we look through through that same lens at 60. Oh, absolutely. And you certainly see that on a daily basis. So uh, I got a couple kind of sayings or quotes here from different folks we've taken along the way. And and let's just talk about how the mindset affects the decision-making process. I never had anybody teach me, you know, any of the financial stuff growing up. So I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I think most of us fall into this category. We do a terrible job in this country of financial education, and not a lot of parents pass on money knowledge. And everyone learns it from the generation ahead of them. Right. You know, I learned it from my dad or my grandparents or something like that. And, and you, you to, were lucky for that because, I mean, some people don't like to talk about money even in front of their kids. Correct. Correct. Because it, it's an intimidating uh, thing. Very intimidating. And in school, they may teach you how to balance a checkbook, but they never teach you about, like, just reading a simple amortization schedule on a, on a loan, right? right? Especially a mortgage. Because if you ever looked at a mortgage and if you really you know, looked at the numbers, you would kind of be really ticked off at the industry because you're going to pay you know, probably twice as much, especially at the rates today, twice as much of the value of the note. And if you look at how much interest you pay in the first, you know, five years, you're paying 90% interest and only 10% principal. It's all front loaded. And by the end of the note, that switches, you know, so they're getting their money up front. Um, It's a weird, but just understanding that financial literacy, but mistakes are not mistakes. Mistakes are an expensive tuition. Is the way to look at it. As okay. long as you learn something from that, then it wasn't necessarily that bad, right? And this is why, you know, teaching, having the conversations with your kids and grandkids about, you know, just showing them compounding interest tables, just put a little money away. You know, um, my grandmother used to tell me that, you know, give me $25, I'll put in the bank for you. Um, mm, right, you know, yeah. those types of things. So uh, just learning that and starting early, which is kind of, Something, you know, I tell grandparents as soon as they – because grandparents typically have some money they can throw at the way of grandkids, and they're the most precious people on earth to them. (laughs) But I say if if this grandchild, let's say, uh, gets a summer job, you know, and they're 14 or something like that, as long as they have earned income, then you can make these contributions. Let's say they make, you know, $1,000 sacking groceries over the summertime, right? right? Right. You can set up a Roth IRA for them, and you can put the money in for them. So imagine they put $1,000 in a 14 into an account that will compound and grow and come out tax-free. They really can't access it. They could, but it's disincentive to access it for the next, uh, let's see, it'd be 45 years. Mm, <laughs> imagine yeah. the growth you would have on that $1,000, right? Right, right. So these are some things that you can kind of help. Um, but yes, if you've never been taught about money, there's – these things called libraries, right? Or you pull the thing out of your pocket and you can I was research. like, now you're, you're dating yourself, Eric, and not a library. Just go <laughs> on the phone, right? Right, but you can go on the phone and you can read financial literature, right? You can understand the simple things. It's really spending less 
than what you make, right? Understanding that you got to pay the future you just like another bill, right? You pay your cable or date myself. You pay your phone, your phone <laughs> bill, you pay rent, you pay, uh, you know, utilities, all those people are lined up and you're giving them their money when they want it. Think of your future self in that same line. And, and that's a hard one to do. And that's it a is. tough, yeah, it I is. agree with you. So, I mean, yeah, it's easy to do that, you know, and we think about all these little stories we tell ourselves and, and maybe you kind of piggyback on that and go, well, not only was I not taught, but I'm just not good with it. That's another one that was sometimes, especially in your industry, right? We sit there and we do the show week after week and we're trying to get people to come in so they can find out where they stand and, and just see if they're on the right path. And they go, and they, they sit there and they listen in their car and they go, yeah, I like what they're saying and it makes a lot of sense, but I'm just not good with money. So, you know, you kind of head in the sand. Right. And if you really were smart about it, what you would do, this is why, um, you know, Dave Ramsey has such a big popular program about teaching people, educating about money when they're trying to become savers, moving from saving to spending, you know, just go on a diet, right? Same thing with being overweight, right? You go on a diet. But if you understand where your money's going, just start writing down what you spend it on. Right. If you stop into Starbucks every day and get a get a coffee, right, that's money. So write it down what you're spending on that. If you go out to lunch every day at work, write that down. You understand where that's going. You know, you sign up for all these different subscriptions, right, to all these different uh, online things. And after the original 30 days, you forget to go and cancel it. And they're charging you $9.99 a month. It's in your credit card. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. And you're too lazy to go and do it. So really the success and i see this time and time again people that come to my office that have vast amounts of money saved for retirement weren't making huge salaries they were you know average folk they just spent less than what they made and saved the rest yep so anyone can be a millionaire in in our country it's not that hard to be if you just have the savings discipline that's what I'm looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a hard discipline. Saving is hard because there's so many distractions to keep up with the Joneses, to buy the newest and greatest thing. I was listening to a podcast, too, where uh, this one person said, you know, I don't buy clothes that are made in this era. I buy everything vintage from the 50s because it holds up. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's paying, I don't know what she's paying to get the clothes in the 50s, but then they, they I mean, think of it, it's the 1950s. So Anything vintage is expensive, yeah. Yeah, but it's also then also going to be there because it was made right or something like that. I'm not saying everyone go out and buy vintage clothes, but that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's the same concept with furniture, right? There's You go online on YouTube and look up these things about uh, like fire rating tests from things that were – and you'd think – you know, we all think about some of the cheap stuff we had in the 70s and the way some th- stuff looked, but – the stuff today is designed, it burns way faster than, than a house that was, you know, from the 60s. Oh, it's all held together by glue. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole thing goes up faster. So, right. Yeah. So everything in that kind of respect. So yeah, you've got to adapt. You've got to be able to understand. And, and being good with money, nowadays, there's almost no excuse because the technology is there and the resources are there. Just like, you know, we're doing this show. It's right here. So Right. Uh, okay. How about this one? Stories we might tell ourselves. Uh, what's the point, Eric? I mean... We're going to have a recession soon. That's what I keep hearing, right? So I'm kind of screwed no matter what. So why deal with it? Yeah, this is we, – we tend to lump um, recession and depression together. Right, right. Right? A recession is – the technical term is two negative quarters of GDP, gross domestic product. All right? And they can be just slightly negative. That's considered a recession. People think depression. They think, you know, soup line America or the 70s, right, where people are being laid off. You know, they would take a job anywhere. You know, Two-hour lines for gas. Right. Uh, yeah, oil embargo. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. 
none of that going on right now. In fact, there is a surplus. There's more open jobs than people looking for work right now. That's not really a recession. What you notice is layoffs, right? These big headline layoffs, the tech industry, right? Right now, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that only makes up the tech industry only makes up like 14% of the entire workforce. And I would argue they were probably overstaffed anyways because why? They had to staff up during COVID because demand was so high and now they're getting back to regular. So everything else is coming back. Services are coming back, right? Go out to a restaurant, go out to a movie theater, go out to any kind of thing, and they're understaffed. Mm-hmm. So just saying, oh, it's a recession, throw up your hands or put your head in the, in the sand like a, a ostrich does, right? And just hope the bad stuff passes you by. It's not smart. There's all kinds of opportunities out there. If you are a, a go-getter person, there's always opportunity, regardless of what's going on in uh, the economy. There's always going to be work for you to do if you are, if you have gumption, right? Yep. Grit, yep. so to speak. So, uh, yeah, don't, you know, fortune favors the brave, right? So go out there and make your own way. And it's not, yeah, I don't mean to sound like a parent um, to folks listening, but, you know, when I, when I see people come in, uh, we see a lot of people all the time. They were able to get where they are just by working hard, right? It's pretty simple. It's not you one, know, 80 one hours foot, a yeah, week. One foot in front of the other. It's being proficient at what yeah. you're doing, getting better at what you're doing, right? And then saving. That's really the key. And that's all it really takes to be successful. Now, once you get there, that's where you need some specialty. That's where you need somebody that's going to help you take you the rest of the way, right? Accumulating money is relatively simple. You just save and don't spend everything, right? And the markets have been favorable over the last you know, 30 years, so you've grown wealth. But now you've grown to a point where you're saying, okay, now I'm going to live off of this. Mm-hmm. How do I then turn it into income? How do I distribute it? How do I avoid things like unnecessary risk, unnecessary taxation? What happens if one of us passes away? What's the standard of living for that surviving spouse? How do we leave the rest of the wealth to people that we love and care about and not just to the federal government, right? Yep. Those are things that we help with. So getting you a plan to get you to and then through retirement is critical. So if you don't have that, do yourself a favor, do your family a favor, do your retirement a favor, and call us at 515-226-1500 and get your retirement readiness review. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 
W-H-O. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.